Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Make sure you use the code DNVR when you sign up. It is Tuesday night, the 15th, about 11 p.m. when I'm recording this. A lot has happened over the last 48 hours. Uh, Jay Norvell had his weekly press conference Monday, announced some walk-ons, have earned scholarships. We'll talk about that. We'll get into a big-time victory for CSU men's basketball over Weber State Monday night. Really just dominated from wire to wire. Solid team showing. We got to see Josiah Strong make his debut, so a lot to dissect there. But I did want to shout out CSU women's basketball, who have started the year phenomenally. Moved to 3-0 tonight. They took down Western Colorado easily, 86-56. to CSU had 14 made threes in the victory, started 7-for-7, so came out hot. But very similarly to the men's side, what's been really great to see about this squad is they've just had a lot of people contributing in a major way. Megan Boyd had the most points with 22. She was 7-11 from the floor, 7-9 of from downtown. But you also get 20 on 8-10 of from McKenna Hofschild. Uh, Kaylin Crocker had 16. She was 4-4 from deep. Had a couple players pull down multiple boards. I mean, Hofschild out here with 8 assists, 0 turnovers. So she had... 20 points on 8 of 10 shooting with uh, 8 assists and 0 turnovers. She has 28 assists, 3 turnovers so far this year. I'm obviously not on this beat full-time, but I do like to talk about them as much as possible. I enjoy watching the games just, I mean, purely as a fan. I've talked about how much I like McKenna Hofschild. She's a bucket, and she's just a baller out there. She plays with zero fear, and she's got a squad around her now. So it's... It's going to be a lot of fun to see how dangerous this Rams team can be. Uh, Next up, they're going to play Mississippi State on Sunday. That's at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. The game's on SEC Network Plus. Guessing a lot of us don't have that channel. I don't even think I've ever heard of it, but uh, still a big opportunity for CSU against SEC competition. These are the type of matchups that are huge, you know, come Selection Sunday. Historically, it's pretty challenging to get a bid out of the Mountain West on the women's side without winning the conference tournament. But I mean, with the schedule CSU has put together, if they could get hot here and then, you know, have a strong showing in league play, and they should, and there's going to be some good teams. New Mexico is really solid. UNLV is really solid. Who knows? Maybe this will be a year where the Mountain West gets multiple bids. It'd be a lot of fun. Certainly looking forward to seeing how this year plays out. 
NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets when your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. I mean, with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings is where I go to bet on the NBA. I don't know why you would go anywhere else. Coming up tomorrow night, you got the Knicks coming to Denver. Uh, it sounds like Jokic, according to some reports tonight, might be in health and safety protocol, so probably a positive COVID test, unfortunately. You know, maybe you know you can get a little bit better juice on Denver because of that. I got to imagine it's going to impact the spread. Anyways, go check it out and everything else. You know, always been on college football, the NFL, the NHL, you name it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code DNVR, make any $5 bet this week, get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Word, word, word. Jay Norvell had his weekly press conference yesterday, you know, talked about how hard the Rams played against Wyoming, but went back to, you know, some of the same stuff he said post-game about having to finish definitely going to be a big factor against a team like Air Force. We'll kind of talk about that more on tomorrow's podcast. This is a matchup that, at least on paper, looks like it could be kind of ugly for CSU. But with how well CSU's defense has played against the run, I actually think it's going to be competitive. I was surprised to see yeah, the spread was so large, 20-plus points. Like I said, though, we'll talk about that one and some of the other fun matchups this weekend. More tomorrow. What was uh, cool, though, was we got to hear that six players have earned scholarships, six walk-ons that have all played factors for the Rams or have played roles in some factor this year for CSU. He said that he got to tell those players on Sunday the original plan you know, was to announce it after you know, hopefully a border war win. That obviously didn't happen, wasn't the right time. But there are a few things cooler in a college football season than when somebody works their tail off and gets rewarded for it. And I always love those moments. Hopefully there will be a, a video that comes out of it and you know you get to see the, the guys celebrate together and mob each other and kind of see the little kid and some of these guys come out. You know, it it happens when you win a big game, you know, they're jumping up and down and just living in the moment. It's it's cool because these guys, you know, they do really work so hard. They commit so much of their life to this. I mean, especially if you're a walk-on and you're doing it without some of the perks of, you know, being on scholarship. Now, if you're a guy that's playing, you know, most of the time, you're probably going to get pretty good support from the team in that scenario. But, you know, a scholarship is a big deal. You know, I think it's easy to lose track of that, especially in the NIL era where you see some of these, you know, big-time players making, you know, big-time money. That's not the vast majority of college athletes, though. And this is the type of thing that can be life-changing. I mean, how many of us wish we didn't have student debt? So it's just really cool to see. And I think it's good for the program in a lot of ways because I think if you, you know, show that you will reward the guys that work hard, you know, especially on the local recruiting scene, you can see there is a path forward if you do the right things that eventually you can get rewarded for it. You know, maybe you really want to go D1. You don't necessarily have the offers. You're kind of on the fringe. This is a good way to do it. You know, if you really think that you can play at this level and you want to play for one of the local schools, you know, sometimes it's about pride. But there are a lot of those guys out here, you know, in in Colorado. I talked about it, you know, like a week or so ago when I talked about the local recruiting dilemma and the fact that, 
you know, you do need to recruit the state and, you know, CSU and CU, they are offering a lot of the top guys, but a lot of the top guys end up going out of state. So you're kind of stuck, you know, generally recruiting, you know, prospects like 10 to 30 ish, and you want to try and land a couple of those. But, you know, then there's, there's some fringe guys in there as well. This isn't necessarily a state that's going to produce, you know, 50, you know, guaranteed, you know, can't miss type prospects, but you can find some diamond in the rough types. And, you know, the, the PWO system is, is great for that. Sometimes you've kind of got to come prove yourself additionally because it's hard to evaluate, you know, your potential based on the level of, you know, talent or the type of athletes that you're facing. You know, if you're just killing it and murdering dudes, but you're not exactly playing the stiffest competition, it's it's just natural to, you know, question, I don't know, you know, the, yes, this is great, but is it going to translate? And then at that point, it just kind of becomes a matter of perspective. I mean, you can take it personally and, and say, screw you, you know, you're not believing in me. I'm not going to come to your program. That's your right. You know, maybe you end up at a smaller school somewhere else. Or you can be, you know, like Barry Wesley and come in as a walk-on and earn a starting role by your redshirt freshman year and end up being a four-year starter. But just sometimes you have to prove yourself a little bit more and it can put a chip on your shoulder and all that, but a credit to these six individuals for doing so. You know, Keegan Hollis, freshman running back, true freshman. We'll, I'll go over some details about all of them too, but I'll just go through the list real quick. A redshirt freshman center, Keegan Hamilton, played in the last five games. Redshirt freshman linebacker, Drew Keelick. Defensive back, Aiden Hector, starting nickel. Starting uh, kicker, Michael Boyle. And the kickoff specialist as well, Henry Cattleman. Going back to the point I was just making, three of those guys are local products. Keegan Hollis played at Cherry Creek. Keegan Hamilton played at Rock Canyon. And Drew Kulik is out of Regis High School. All of them multi-sport athletes. Drew Kulik was a three-sport athlete at Regis. Also played basketball and ran track. Keegan Hollis also ran track in addition to playing football. Hamilton was a lacrosse player in addition to being a center and team captain for a state championship Cherry Creek team that had a pair of thousand yard rushers. There are a whole bunch of reasons you can end up not, you know, getting that scholarship out of high school. Uh, Keegan Hollis, the running back, for instance, missed his senior year uh, with an injury. He was a wide receiver actually his junior year, but I mean, he's got some serious potential in the backfield. You see how hard he runs. I like his build. Hamilton's played in, in five games. There have been some tough moments. You know, he's definitely struggled with some stunts and stuff like that, but he's in a tough spot. You know, redshirt freshman going up against, you know, some of the, the most veteran defensive lines that CSU's had to play. It's it's not easy just being thrust into that situation. Kulik has been really productive. 38 total tackles, four tackles for loss, one sack. Had eight tackles against Utah State, six against San Jose State. He and Chase Wilson, another local product, have, you know, continued to play more and more of a role for this team. So it's great to see that, you know, Kulik got rewarded with a, with the Scali. Same with Hector. I mean, I think his was just more about the timing of when he came to campus. But, you know, 34 total tackles, three picks, six PBUs. Not bad when uh, you're starting nickel and a guy who wasn't even on scholarship is making that type of impact. He's a really physical defensive back, great ball skills. Pairs really well with Blackburn and Howell and, and Chigose and Uziam. I love this CSC secondary. I, you know, could have a little bit more depth at corner. And uh, DeAndre Greeley actually announced that he's going to enter the transfer portal, but hasn't really played much this year. 
But Hector has obviously been a stud, certainly lived up to all the high hopes that Ram fans had for the former four-star recruit. All these guys deserve praise, though. You know, Hamilton and Hollis certainly weren't expecting the the year to be playing. Kulik probably did because he started in the, the spring game and, you know, was high on the depth chart, actually above Cameron Carter at the beginning of the year. You know, Cattleman and Boyle, you're expecting to be behind Caden Camper. He ends up leaving the team. You know, Cattleman now handles the kickoffs. Boyle has been the, the kicker since he moved on. 9-12 of field goal attempts, 10-10 point after touchdown. Just solid. You know, all these guys deserve to be on scholarship. I guess I'm a little surprised that Giles Pooler didn't get one. But, I mean, I, I, I know he gets discounted tuition with his mom being a professor, might have an academic scholarship as well. I'm not sure about that. And I also kind of get the the perspective that, you know, the future is, is definitely Clay Millen and then Jackson Stratton and Braden Fowler-Nicolosi. Those are these coaches' guys. You know, we, we all know how this process works. I mean, even, you know, Todd Santeo, you know, deciding to move on. It's just, it's just kind of how it goes. Um, I hope Pooler sticks around because I think he's valuable. He's definitely a valuable asset to have on the team. I also think he's good enough to play, so it wouldn't shock me if you know he ended up deciding to move on. He's a hell of a lot better than anything Greeley has going on. I can say that for sure. But just really cool that six of those guys were given scholarships. I love to see it. Always fun stuff. Uh, let's move on. Let's start talking about basketball. CSU men's basketball with a dominant victory over Weber State. Before I get into all that, though, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside maybe, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets, Avs tickets, whatever, than you will with Game Time created by the fans, for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. I also got to tell you about the new GOAT in Colorado sports that is the greatest of all TV. Ivaca TV delivers amped-up sports coverage for Colorado fans featuring Altitude Sports and AT&T Sportsnet. Get the most regional content for the lowest price for sports in Colorado. That's Avs, Nuggets, CSU, uh, Metro State, DU, you name it. Did you know that our DNVR Nuggets crew went to Serbia to learn more about the history and culture of the country that developed the city of Denver's two-time NBA MVP? We're blown away by the support from the premiere night. Uh, If you check it out, make sure you get that next run over on Ivaca. It will also be on YouTube soon. DNVR and Ivaca TV have teamed up to create the exclusive premium content like this 60-minute documentary on Nikola Jokic, Serbian basketball history, and DNVR's adventures through Belgrade, Sambor, and more. You can watch it by going to ivaca.tv and signing up for just $25 a month plus a $5 receiver. The trailer for that documentary, 100 Invisible Threads, is live on our YouTube channel now. Set yourself up with evoca.tv slash DNVR to watch your favorite Colorado sports teams and original DNVR content. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's talk about a big victory last night by CSU men's basketball over Weber State. 77-52 to was the final. Uh, the Rams really dominant defensively. Uh, I, I just love the on-ball defense, especially in the first half. Had a 21-point lead at halftime, 36-15. to 
And they just made it really challenging on Weber State. I mean, there were multiple four or five minute stretches of game time where uh, Weber didn't have a bucket. It was just kind of ugly from them, to be honest. I mean, they jacked up a lot of shots, six to 28 from deep, but I felt like the Rams just did a, a great job of not giving them anything easy in this one. In total, the Rams won 77 to 52, shot 54% from the floor compared to 34% for Weber State. CSU 11 of 22 from three-point range, 50%, while the Weber State only hit 6 of 28, man, 21%. If you're going to have anything you can nitpick about, it'd probably be free throws, which have been a little concerning for CSU these first couple of weeks. Have not been a great free, or first week, it has not been a great showing of free throw shooting from them. 8 of 15 from the line tonight. That can definitely hurt you in a tighter game. Give up nine offensive rebounds as well, which is a few too many, but some of that was just kind of with the way that the the game was playing. The Rams were doing a good job of, of kind of getting out in transition. They forced 15 turnovers, only had nine themselves. They turned uh, those 15 turnovers in 23 points the other way, so that's big. Did a good job of getting out in transition, 19 fast break points compared to three the other way. I felt like the Rams were aggressive and they were assertive, but they weren't forcing things. You know, they, they've really done a great job of sharing the basketball and getting everybody involved. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, a couple of threes that you force up that are, you know, questionable, especially if you get hot. But for the most part, through these first three games, I feel like the shot selection has been pretty solid, especially considering it's, you know, guys that are, you know, assuming larger roles and that are used to a lot of, you know, young guys that are playing at this level for the first time. I mean, I would have been really impressed if last year's team beat Weber State by 25 and had a game where 10 players played, 10 players scored, 10 players had a rebound, six recorded an assist. You finished with less than 10 turnovers as a team, which is, you know, kind of the goal, just being single digits. And you had 20 assists. You had, you know, better than a two to one turnover to assist ratio. Collectively, that's all great. And then you look at what some of these guys did individually. I mean, Jalen Lake, he's turning into an, a legitimate superstar. Another phenomenal game, 12 points, four of eight from the field, four of five from deep, four rebounds, five assists, zero turnovers. He's impacting the game at every level. I mean, he's been really great defensively. Offensively, he's been incredibly confident and assertive. You know, when the when the open shot is there, he's taking it confidently. And God, he has a pretty jump shot. I mean, it, it just, when it goes to the net off his hand, it's, it's just a little different than everybody else. It's kind of like MPJ. There are a couple of guys that, you know, just have a gorgeous stroke. And he's one of them. But what I really liked out of him is while he has been confident and he hasn't been afraid to, you know, put the ball on the floor and, and drive or, you know, take the open jump shot, he also hasn't been trying to do too much. You know, he's facilitating, he's finding the open guy, he's making the right play just time and time again. And to me, that's demonstrating maturity because I do feel like there were moments, and it's common, especially when you're coming off the bench and especially when you're young, but I feel like there were moments last year where, you know, he might make an early jump shot and then, you know, kind of forces up a couple of early ones, you know, early in the shot clock. Or, you know, I, I just think when you're young, it, it's easy to go in with the mindset of like, I got to jack this up because I might not get touches. And it's ironic because you're trying to prove, you know, what you bring to the table, but you can kind of end up playing yourself off the floor that way. 
he's come out this year, and again, I'm not saying he did that like every game or anything like that. There were just a few moments, and that's always going to happen with young players, especially when you're really talented and confident. But he's come out this year, and he's just demonstrating a tremendous understanding of what this offense is trying to accomplish. In order for CSU to really be competitive this year, the Rams were going to need you know, some of these newcomers, obviously, to make a big impact. And we'll talk about, you know, Josiah Strong, Tavy Jackson, uh, Cartier, some of these other guys here in just a second. But they really needed the the players that had been in the program, John Tanjay, Jalen Lake, Isaiah Rivera, to take a jump. And over these first three games, they really have. And it's not just producing points. It's not just scoring. Because we knew that all of these guys were capable of scoring, especially Tanjay, who had, you know, been given the or who we had seen do it in the largest sample size. It's everything else, you know? It's team rebounding. It's, you know, making sure you're moving the ball. You know, there were so many buckets in this one where you had multiple ball reversals. That's what this offense is all about. And admittedly, like, it's just, it's a fun brand of basketball to watch as an observer. I mean, I always loved watching the Spurs just from a basketball purist standpoint growing up because they, they shared the ball so selflessly. And, you know, you create a better opportunity. And in an era where there's so much ISO, and sometimes the moment calls for it. I'm not trying to, like, dog on anybody that plays that way. But, you know, in in an era where guys just dribble the hell out of the basketball and there's a lot of stagnant, you know, just people standing around, it's fun to watch this Rams team whip it around and guys cutting and get get into the hoop and just looking for the best shot possible. And the fact that it's happening right out of the gate you know, you got Josiah Strong back tonight, but the first two games you're missing, you know, two of your most experienced players in terms of, you know, D1 games played. But for the Rams to, you know, come out of the gate looking like this right off the bat with no Isaiah Stevens, it's a good indication that this team can be a little bit friskier than I think, you know, a lot of the national writers forecasted when Stevens went down. Obviously, there was still a lot of love for CSU uh, with the expectation that you'd have an all-conference point guard. But when he went down, obviously expectations shifted. And, you know, I'm not even throwing shade or anything. My expectations shifted when Stevens went down as well. But I've been pleasantly surprised by what I've seen from this group and just how they're sharing the basketball. And, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but they've pulled out some gritty wins against teams that have been, you know, a thorn in the side. Like, I, we already talked about Southeastern Louisiana going into Laramie and upsetting the Pokes after giving the Rams a game. Gardner-Webb, who CSU played in the opener, dude, they took number one North Carolina to the wire tonight. It was a six-point game. All of a sudden, you feel a little bit better about that one as well. I just think there's there's a lot of reason for optimism. I mean, you got to understand that San Diego State is the clear-cut favorite. They're just going to be on another level this year. Those are probably going to be tough games, especially with the, the size gap, and that's probably my biggest concern for CSU as a whole is just depth in the post and really size in general. They're an athletic team. They're not like the thickest team in the world. But I mean, if you keep getting this type of, you know, production where, you know, game after game, you're finishing with three, four, five guys and double digit scoring figures, this is going to be a pretty dangerous team, especially when Isaiah gets back. You know, it, it was great to see Josiah Strong out there tonight. Played 13 minutes, a couple more than expected, but eight points, three of three from the floor, drew a charge, also had a steal, pretty much did exactly what we expected. Made an impact along the perimeter, made an impact defensively, 
came out and, and played with a, a veteran poise. Uh, Tavy Jackson, 14 points, 6 of 7 from the floor for the true freshman. 2 of 2 from deep, also had a couple of rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, did have one turnover. That's, you know, uh, you can live with that. 6 of 7 from the floor, 14 points, only one turnover. That guy is not scared of the moment at all, though. I mean, he's attacking the rim. He's, you know, playing aggressive, going in the lane, you know, making the right read again, you know, either facilitating and dumping it off to someone or kicking it out wide for a jump shot. Or he's getting to the hoop. I mean, he's just playing with a a sense of confidence that you don't really always see with freshmen. Rarely is athleticism or, or skill the problem for these guys. It's just handling you know, the speed of the game and the intensity of it and, and just how fast everything happens. And, you know, he's he's come out and hit the ground running. Definitely going to be a very important player for CSU's, you know, ceiling this year. Rams got a big test coming up on Thursday afternoon playing South Carolina in the Charleston Classic. If the Rams can play well in that one, it's going to be a, a solid opportunity to gain some more national exposure, you know, maybe earned some additional respect. South Carolina not supposed to be tremendous this year, but you know they do have the number one recruit in the country and Gigi Jackson, 6'9 forward, extremely athletic, has been very productive in his first two games. This is going to be a big test of CSU's discipline because they're going to be significantly undersized. You know, I think South Carolina, if they're smart, is going to try and play bully ball in the post. But you've got to rebound. You've got to you know make the most of your opportunities, and you can't turn the ball over. You can't make it easy on a team, you know, when they have the the size and athleticism advantage. Rams have shot the three ball well so far in the early stages of the year. It would be big if they could have a, a good showing there. Ultimately, if you take a loss, probably not the end of the world, given that it's an SEC opponent. It's a neutral site game. A win would be really big, though. You know, it would be really big for their respect. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. A uh, shout-out to all of you guys for supporting the content. Before we wrap it up here, I did just want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm devastated for the University of Virginia, that community. Just a tragic, horrific situation. I don't know. You know, I've, I've had some tough stuff going on you know, behind the scenes uh, in my personal life. So I've, you know, maybe been a little bit more reflective than I typically am. But I've just, you know, kind of been thinking a lot about how fragile life really is and, you know, how quickly it goes. And for these young men to just, for this to happen, for them to have their lives just senselessly taken away, it's gut-wrenching, you know, it's heartbreaking. And it kind of just puts all this in perspective that as much as we love college football, it's just a game. And I haven't seen any updates. I'd I'd be shocked if Virginia plays this weekend. I'd be shocked if they play it all the rest of the season, to be honest. But my heart goes out to that community. It just it's it's tragic. It's really the only only thing to say. I'll be back with more content tomorrow. Much love to all of you. Peace.